And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. I'm joined here tonight by Mr. Liam Hancock. Lee here. How's it going? And Mr. Ro Hancock. How are we going, guys? Boys, the NBA Finals are finally here. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's been the build-up of 82 games and three playoff series, three rounds, should I say, mm. so far. We have finally made it. Boston against Golden State. Right. How excited are you? First and foremost, yeah, we're getting I, to the result of... I want to know what's gone through Rose's mind, because I, I can't <laughs> even imagine how thrilled I'd be if, say, oh. the Hornets got through. How does it feel having your team in the NBA Finals? Yeah, and been... not only that, pinching game one on the road. On the road. It's, it's been Woo! a long time coming, hasn't it? Um, You know, first time in the Finals since, I think, 2010 was the last time we were in there. Unbelievable. But let me just... Wow, isn't it crazy to think what you were doing in 2010? I was grade six, I think, of yeah, primary school. Yeah, gra- grade 10 for me, but... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Lee, what were you, grave three then? Yeah, I don't know. I wow. Don't know. Let me just say, ago. though, quickly, just I want to assure people the lid is on. Oh, the bollocks. lid is tight bollocks. and we're not undoing it. No. So, What's this referred to? I am not following. Like you're keeping the lid on the hype. Uh, no, I'm nah, getting ahead of myself. Off. Not yeah. getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. We will get the game that. one shortly, but a huge result there for the Beantown boys and for yourself, Ro. It is, yes. Big episode, guys. As we said, we'll rip through some couple of quick odds and ends from the NBA and the NBL. Mm. Uh, we'll then just quickly discuss what transpired in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. We'll touch on that Game 1 of today's NBA Finals, hot off the press as we speak, and then have another instalment of Draft Deep Dive, where mm. once again, all three of us are praying that we don't have the same player, but <laughs> nevertheless, looking forward to kind of delving into some of these uh, prospects once again, as we did from last week. I'm smiling well, right now. Nick, I was about to say, why are you smiling you so much? You're a bit fond of Road, aren't you? You're sitting awfully close to him. Yeah, come, come, come in tighter, else. mate. Come in a bit tighter then. There's plenty of love oh, to go so? That's better, isn't it? Put your arm around me. Isn't that better? This is uh, a very close and sensual start to the episode. I like I it. I Should we just stay like this for the rest of the app? I actually kind of like it. We've got the camera a little bit closer today. It's very, uh, oh yeah. It's very uh, in your face. It's good. Nah, Give it. the people what they want more of us. Absolutely. Guys, big shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network, the Pop Culture Pros and the cover. We certainly appreciate being a part of all three of those networks. Mm, yep. Awesome to be a part of two networks, Pop Culture Pros and Spotlight Sports Network based in the US. Yeah. And then for our, our main man, Liam McGrath there at the cover here in Australia. Wicked to uh, wicked to be a part of those three networks and certainly appreciate all that all three are doing. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank guys, you. be sure to like, subscribe, share wherever you listen to the show. We certainly appreciate it. Check out all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Look at Lee. Oh, that was quite that clean was from quite you on the fingers there. Nice. Um, so do all that good stuff. We do certainly appreciate it. I'll, uh, no, I'll save it for a couple of weeks' time. Got some news on the way, but I'll share that in the next fortnight, save hopefully. It. Save it. Guys, let's get into odds and ends. Just a couple of quick ones to rip through here. Now, what's the team that we probably spoke about arguably the most this year, but haven't spoken about in a few weeks? Quite a few weeks. They've become almost irrelevant. Uh, Lakers? The Lakers, yeah, absolutely. So a bit of the Lakers talk here, lads. Uh, during the week, they appointed Bucks assistant coach Darvin Ham mm-hmm. as their new head coach on a four-year deal. Um, fantastic there. He's been an assistant with the Lakers in the past, with the Hawks and the Bucks over the last 10 seasons. Yep. So it's awesome to see him... Trying to get his opportunity in a, uh, in a in a top job and arguably maybe the toughest job going around. Not the name I thought was going to take the role. What and, a name, Darvin Ham. Not a name I can say, to be honest, that I've heard before. I don't Had know, have you guys? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of him, absolutely. Ham, more so right. in his, a little bit with his time in the Lakers, but more so his stint with the Bucks. there. Okay. Uh, was quite a prominent 
feature there on the uh, on the sideline. I want to get your thoughts, Nick. But yes. from my personal perspective, I really like this um, acquisition yeah, of the too. Lakers. They could have been they could have done the typical Lakers thing and just gone for the biggest name or the you know yeah. the most highly publicised head coach on the market. But they've gone a bit lower key with Lakers this one. making headlines. Making That's headlines. That's not like that. No, yeah, absolutely not. No. Not in Tinseltown. But no. Um, I, I actually really like it. And yeah. Darvin Ham, really well deserved. Yep. He's one of these guys who you just get the feelings really highly respected within the absolutely. league. Absolutely. And I think LeBron was very happy with the acquisition. I think he had a tweet or an Instagram yeah. post or something along the lines. Yep. And you could tell he may have had something to do with that um, acquisition as well. What I like just quickly out of this news is the fact it's a four-year deal. Mm. Gives him time, almost that little bit of job security that he's not, you know, he's, he's not on the hot seat right away. It's not a two-year deal or a three-year deal. Mm. He has got time there to, well, I was going to say build something. You can't really build when you've got LeBron. It's go for it. But it's awesome that he's got a bit of an opportunity yeah. now. And a guy, as I said, he's done 10 years as an assistant coach. Yeah. Awesome to see him get his opportunity. So mm-hmm. certainly looking forward to seeing what their off-season entails mm-hmm. and uh, the march to hopefully back into the NBA finals yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, in other coaching news, the Cavs have signed Luke Walton uh, as an assistant coach there under JB Bickerstaff. Came off his stint as a head coach with the Lakers, then with the Kings. Mm. Uh, hopefully now he'll get a bit of a chance to experience success because when he was with the Lakers, they were pretty mediocre. Yep. The Kings, they are the, the king of mediocrity. Um, <laughs> so hopefully now, you know, they've assembled now a bit of a, not only on court, the team, Darius Garland leading, yep. you know, Evan Mobley. They've got pieces on the court, but also off the court now. JB Bickerstaff yeah. has been tremendous. And mm-hmm. for all the flack that we give Luke Walton and, you know, what he's done, hopefully in that kind of that backup role, assistant mm-hmm. coach, he might be able to flourish and, you know, help aiding what Bickerstaff's doing there in Cleveland. I mean, how good would Luke Walton be feeling at the moment? Because to yeah. go from the head coach of a absolutely no mediocre team, team, such as the Sacramento Kings, and have all the, I guess, all the blame sent his way, which I think is probably, you know, not, not fair given yeah. what he had to work with there. But then to go to the Cavs, who have got so much hope going forward. So much hope. So much hope. So and much hope, Lee. Also, the fact that... because <laughs> he's enthusiasm there. <laughs> not much hope there at all. Not much there. But also the fact that he's an assistant coach. Yes. He won't be copying the flack even if they do perform badly. So Absolutely. I think he can sleep a bit easier at night, old um, Lukey Walton. Lukey Walton wears suits to the game, no? Yeah. He, he does, does, yeah. Well, you got a problem with that? No, I oh, love what, it. What, what Don't get Nick started on this. This is a deep rabbit hole here. But <laughs> what is it with I love suits. Do you, do you I, distinctly I didn't say do that? Like, no, yeah. no, no, just on a different tangent. Do you like wearing suits? Um. I don't pull out of suits too often, but I like when head coaches wear suits. I can't imagine Lena. Yeah, neither. Can. I don't no. know if I've ever seen you in a suit. Well, right? Are you a suit guy? Um, I don't mind a suit. Yeah. Um, in terms of NBA coaches, depends who's in that suit. Yes. Yeah. Um, you don't want to see David Fizz down in a suit. Why? <laughs> Why? He's, he's, he's built for a suit. I'd like to see Eric Spolster in a suit. Oh, yes. Bro, like, no. he, he does it every now and again. Yeah, I, I love I like, I like polo top Spolster, but suit Spolster just. Uh, it's got a different air about it. Maybe it's the tan. It goes really mm. well with the colour suit. Real quick, that navy. Uh, real quick, worst, worst NBA draft suit. Oh, <laughs> I've got two in mind that <laughs> come straight off the bat. One is Trey Young in his formal shorts. <laughs> yeah, and two yeah. is the sponsored Kevin Knox Fortnite. I, I, yeah, both of them are horrible. pretty ordinary. Uh, the whole 2003 draft class. Couldn't have um, summed it up better. So, so bad. Yeah. What? I love the baggy look. No, no the baggy you, you like that good. with your close full stop period. That, <laughs> no. I like nah, that. that was that, that tight, best draft oh, class. Oh, no, they weren't I loved them. 
Um, in other news, today, <laughs> I, today the news came out, I believe, but Nike yeah. founder Phil Knight and LA Dodgers part owner Alan Smolinski, mm-hmm. uh, Smolinski, I had to <laughs> look at that one a couple of times this morning, they've delivered a written offer of $2 billion to acquire, or to buy, should I say, the Portland Trailblazers. Now, yeah. well, I love this. I love this. Anyone who's not familiar with Phil Knight, founder mm-hmm. of Knight, mm-hmm. actually, you know, grew up there in Oregon, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a huge part of that Portland area and you know it's really where Nike started was yeah. founded. Mm, so mm. um I think this is a fantastic move. I think it's awesome to have some big power players mm. backing your franchise. Yes. And you know, just partly because I love Phil Knight. Mm. I don't know if you guys have read the book Shoe Dog. I haven't read heard, it. I did a more I've got it. I'm more than happy to lend it to you guys. It's I'll a, take you up on that one. I've heard really good things from you, I think. Incredible read yeah. just you know hearing the origins about Nike and how mm. how it started out mm. in the back of a boot and now None of us have. Oh, you've got the pants on. But I've the got power, the pants. The I've power the of that on. little swish, yes. incredible. Yeah. Billion, billion, billion dollar company. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of everything he's just, done, so I would love to see it. Yep. Just quickly, is D-Lil associated with Adidas? Yes, yeah. yeah. How's that going to go down? Down like a lead balloon, I reckon. <laughs> down like a lead balloon. I don't know about that. Um, what do you reckon? I reckon well, if, yeah. if this does, you know, come to life, I reckon I'll feel night will be in his ear. Dame Dollar, it's time to shape up and get the swish on. Mate. I think so. I think so. And I would love it too. Oh, so would Be I. here for it. So basically, did we hear throughout the week that um, I think it was only released yesterday that LeBron James is now worth a billion dollars. So yeah, he's worth half of the Portland Trail Blaze franchise. Isn't that crazy? He should, he should be a co-owner and just yeah. put in an offer just to buy them. Oh. You know, I own your ass. I'm going to own <laughs> your franchise too. How about that, Lee? Worth a billion dollars. Does that mean that's his net worth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And uh, it's only rising. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Doing mm. phenomenal things there, the king. Lads, that's all from NBA. Let's move ahead to the NBL. A couple of mm. quick points here. Um, speaking of the kings, the, the reigning NBL finalist, shout out to the boys from the fifth and dribble. I'm sure still riding a high yes. after that one. Don't rub it in too much. Um, they're losing title-winning player Tom Vodanovic to the New Zealand Breakers. Where he started his career, he's returning there on a two-year deal. Mm. Well, a bit of news for you. Okay. Yep. On a three-year deal, they have re-signed public enemy number one, Dejan Vasilovic, oh, on a three-year deal. Now, I tell you what, for as much flack as we gave this yeah. guy, DJ, um, you know, him getting death threats and everything oh, of the kind, that disgrace. was horrible. Bit of a dick. Yeah. He was a bit of a dick. But, but you you love that. Yeah. I cannot fault the guy, the heart this guy plays with. Absolutely. Like he wears it yep. all on his sleeve. Um, I, I really think, just from watching him in person a couple yeah. of times, I think he's ready to take that leap. You know, he kind of took a bit of a backseat with Jalen Adams, mm. Jarrell Martin. I reckon we're going to see him averaging close to 20 points a game next season. That's an early pick between 17 okay. to 20. Um, I think he's really ready. It was... Just above 15, mm. uh, or was it 15 the year before last? It was down to about 13 this year. But I think right. he's going to be up around 17, 25 years old now. He's starting to enter that prime. And the confidence mm. he would have, the swagger he's got now, I reckon he's ready to bowl out. Well, he's definitely got the potential, doesn't he? Um, oh, and huge. one thing that we do know with DJ is he steps up in the huge moments. So even yep. if he doesn't reach those heights, we still know that he's going to be Big you know, game one of these guys that you love on your team. And what if he's not on your team... You despise him. You love to hate yeah. him, and the league needs people like that. It's good. It's I Couldn't was watching a um a thing with uh, a little interview Pitbull did this morning, like Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, right. it's like us. Um, it came up in one of these business pages on Instagram, and yep. he was saying, you know, if people aren't hating you, you're not doing it right. So, you know, you want people talking about you. Any mm. any 
Any yeah. chat is good chat. So. But I think he also DJ also feeds off that. Do we you, feed off that? Do we want? Do we want our haters to reach uh, out to us? Give us hell? No, I'd prefer a few likes and a few followers and and what? No haters. No. <laughs> No hate around not, you. Not at this point of our career. Jeez. We, we got thick skin here, us three boys, don't we, Lee? Yeah, that's it. Uh, in other exciting news, I'm really, really happy with this. And I know it's a player you and I have spoken about this yes. year. The Cam's Taipans have resigned star import Tajir McColl on a yes. two-year deal. Now, this guy yeah. did it all. He's really overtaken Scott Machado as the leader of that team. Mm-hmm. 16 points, four rebounds, five and a half assists this season. Just so dynamic. Such a such a fun play to watch. And, you know, the Taipans were a pretty... Ordinary team, but he was he was a shining light. Must watch TV. So awesome to see that. And Machado going down early in the season was probably a blessing in disguise. For they weren't a top McCall. four team. They weren't making yeah. the final. So it was good to see him flex flourish. Muscle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to seeing what next season in the NBL entails, lads. Mm-hmm. Let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. Give us a smile. Don't, don't. <laughs> I, I, I was one seamless one. Oh, no, dude, you're not going to get it. Wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> let's start with the Eastern Conference Game 7 here. Now, this was – this Ooh. was – I don't know about you, Ro, but a bit of a sweat on Loose you there, mate, that one. Yes, yes. Um, oh, dear. So oh, we, we nearly jinxed it. We nearly completely jinxed it. We were so, we were so confident that Boston was just going to take that next one. They did not. Yeah, Game 6, I tell you what, we were oh, – oh, it would have been awful to have to retract pretty much everything we said. Yep. They won game seven, though, 100-96. to 96. Mm. You know what I loved in this one? I what saw coming out um, a day or two after, Tatum, mm. sending Kobe Bryant a text message before yeah, the game so saying, I got you today. Yeah. Um, Would have been bad if he hadn't have. Yeah, shit. Mm. Well, he dropped 26 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He did. Brown and Smart each had 24 points each. Um, Big-time performances there. And it was just kind of one of those games that was, you know, they left it all on the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. No more so than Marcus Smart. Oh, smart Put up boy. a post during the week. Check out our socials. It was on the Instagram and Facebook, this one. Mm. Man, oh, tell you what, if you guys had lost this, he would have been crucified. <laughs> he put up 22 shots, more than Brown and Tatum. Oh, Most smarty. shots on the team. It was kind of just one of those things. You just got to know your role a little bit. Hey, mm. hey, Marcus Smart, you won by four, but why are you taking the last five shots for your team? <laughs> In the game, man, you are not a closer. I don't care how much that's not you. I don't care how much you've grown (laughs) confidence wise in the league offensively. Do not take the last five shots of the game. We need that. We need a sound clip of that guy. You remember that guy who was like, You're not that guy. (laughs) I love that that guy. (laughs) You're not that guy, Marcus. Um, he is not that guy. Um, and he had some really wide open threes as well, but even so. You're not that guy. Yeah. Well, um, that's the thing, isn't it? And I think going into today's yeah. series, we kind of mentioned the key was him getting 15 to 20 points, yep. you know, as a high watermark, mm. but in the flow of the offense, yes. not taking unnecessary shots. You know, you kind of hang your hat. You're the defensive player of the year. That's mm. where you make your money. That's where yep. the bread is made. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, that was just a little bit too gun high. They got over the line, but it's something you would want to just see addressed for this series and going forward. Mm, um, I think so. But take nothing away from Smart. Nothing away. Nothing no. away from Smart. Now, I want to get your thoughts on, and I'm sure you're just about to touch on it, Nick, Jimmy Butler's pull-up three oh, to Scott. potentially win that game. Got the rebound. Down two. Yes. 19 seconds to go. Jimmy has sprinted the floor and with 16.6 seconds, so in pretty much two, two mm. and a half seconds, nailed up the floor. I like that. Uh, good, because I, I had this in mind. I, I want to hear what you say because <clears throat> I'm ready if 
You say well, say something we, you don't agree with. You're yeah, ready to go. Well, he's got his rebuttal. rebuttal. Um, yeah. Here it is. And this is, a, this is a thing we've mentioned quite a lot when we play 2K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you go for the quick three, power up the floor and, you know, try mm. and make it rain? Or do you play sensible, go for the tie? I, I think in this instance, he went too quick. Okay. I think he, even if they went for the three, take a little mm. more time. Go for the two if you have to, but mm. I think the key is he went up in two and a half seconds. Mm. Mm. No one else is really with him. Mm. If he misses, no one's there to get the board. Mm. You've got to have bodies there at least anticipating the miss to get that board. Mm. No one there with him playing it the way he did. Yeah. Okay. You know, he, he kind of said um, he and his teammates liked that shot. He was happy with it, but um, yeah, I think not having help up there on the offensive board was killer. Yeah. Um, and pretty much on the polar opposite side, I liked the shot. <laughs> I thought it was a. <laughs> Good shot. It was a fatigue mm. shot, definitely, but he was open, and our Horford was in retreat mode. He was going to defend the paint. Now, people but like is that the guy you want on the three ball? Like when Jimmy he's... Butler? Listen, <laughs> people say he could have gone for the two. People say he could have driven. People say he could have slowed down. Jimmy Butler didn't want to go to OT. He was tired. The whole Heat team was tired. They were so fatigued. He wanted to close that game out. And the reality of it of the shot is. You miss some and you make some, and this one he he missed. Well, if you're so tired, good luck to him now because he's on holiday in Cancun. <laughs> but he knew if he if he got a two and tied it and they went to OT, he knew that they weren't they weren't going to make it out on top. So the thing is, in real time, when I was watching this, I thought for all money that was going down. Did you and imagine yeah, if it did? Yeah, it'd be absolutely. a legacy shot. I I just thought the way that last five minutes was going, the Heat yeah. had all the momentum. Boston <clears throat> Celtics did their absolute best to lose that game, and Didn't the they? way that things were going yeah. in that game, I would have not been surprised at all if he had an edit that. Lucky he didn't, and you it know, would have been absolute scenes if he did. I can see, oh. I can see both sides of the argument as to why he should have and why he shouldn't have. But yeah. I think, I think Jimmy's the only one who won't be. Crucified for taking that shot, I think. If that was anyone points, else, nine right yeah, downs. absolutely. Um, he played his heart out. The, the shot from Struess, that three point wasn't a good shot either, but he got at that it point. In. It was, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's that's a funny one, isn't it? Like, let's touch on Jimmy Butler for a second. Mm. This guy is similar to Draymond Green. They're seven game players. They're playoff players. Yes. They're not. Yep. You know, Jimmy Butler in a regular season is not a guy you, you wouldn't even consider him a top ten. He's probably more around that top fifteen to yep. twenty guy within the league. Mm. In playoffs, he dials it up. He looks like a top three player top three, within yeah. the league. The only problem with him, we've seen like what his low bar is. It's under 10 points in the playoffs, a couple of games where he's really misfired. And mm-hmm. we've seen that higher mark, you know, plus 40 points, mm-hmm. putting the team on his shoulders. Um, you know, is he the guy to lead this franchise next season to a title? Like, are they are they there I with think him so. at the helm? I think so. Yep. Right. I think they'll be back at the pointy end again next year. And I think Jimmy Butler is everything you want out of a leader. In every aspect of the word leader, Jimmy Butler lives up to it. And you know what? He's already lo- he's looking forward. He's looking forward to next year already. There's no rearview no mirror. Oh, like, no, it's not. Um, Real ones, no. For you, like, do you think, Lee, for yourself, do you think the hate maybe not hard done by, but the way the injuries fell, um, Hero going down, Kyle Lowry looked like a shell of himself, mm. Butler as well. Do you think injuries caught up with him a little bit there? Uh, I mean, I'd say so, but you you look at the things you can control and you look at the things you can't control. You can't control the injuries and, and who's out and who's in on a specific game. But, but do you think that's what did it to I don't think that's why Kyle Lowry played awful. I think that's something that is in your control and that you need to look on and work on. I don't think that's – I don't think 
injuries was why Duncan Robinson didn't perform. No, so man just didn't suit, he, suit up. He, he just didn't. lost his spot. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you, 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 you look at the things you can control and you can't control, but definitely injuries played a part. I, I, I think the Boston Celtics will tire out anyone that they come up against. Mm-hmm. I think this was a case, the case here. Yeah. So... Um, mm-hmm. that's just a, just a quick shout out to Al Horford. Oh, big oh, yeah. out! Oh. 141 playoff games, no finals. I thought you were going to say 141 years old. I would have done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us old and batted a second half. No player has played more playoff games and not made the finals than mm. him. So it was awesome for him to finally get his uh, just desserts there. Um, we'll speak about it shortly. But mm. carried it over to game one today. What a revelation he has been. Oh, he's been Unbelievable incredible. Unbelievable his output lately and just the way he's going about it. He has really kind of shocked me. To, shocked everyone. As we said, he mm. got shut down last year for OKC. Mm. Like, just shut down totally. Finish. Yep. Goodbye. With, like, 20 games to go. The impact he's having on this team on both ends of the floor now, his offensive output as well, it, it really is, like, it's what we were saying. It's, it's just gold. It's bonus. It's found money. Absolutely. Like he really, in in all honesty, when OKC let him go, it could have been out of the league. Because oh, yeah. he's obviously in the twilight of his career, the last nine, as you would say, Nick. Yeah, back nine. Back nine. Yeah. But, you know, like he was at the point where the crossroads where he could have gone to a, you know, contending team, which he did and, mm. and absolutely bowled out, or he could have just faded off into the shadows. And it's a good shout that you bring him up as well. And because, I mean, for example, CP3 is a, player who we often bring up and say, look, this guy deserves some success. He's been around yeah. for a while. He's been there or thereabouts. Mm. But our Horford, we forget all those years that he was with Atlanta oh. and they were contending every single year and he was so close and he was so just close. an absolute pillar. Never quite got there. He's mm. a guy who's been, I'd say, pretty underrated throughout the course of his career. And Probably pe- has been. People don't give him much of, a, much of a thought in that regard. So very happy to see him, you know, get a bit of success. Hopefully Absolutely. it ends up in the ultimate success, but, you know, lit on still. Lead on. Uh, last point on this one. Mm. What do you reckon, Lee? Do you think the Heat need to make a big piece to change things up to get over this hump? Like the last couple of years, you know, in the finals against the Lakers in the bubble this year, just falling short in the conference mm. finals game seven. Do you think something big needs to change or is that little little moves around the edges? It's little pieces. They've got their main core pretty much sorted out. Um, but, like, you don't need Duncan Robinson anymore. Um, that's a big I, contract for a guy who's not getting played. Yeah. That's it. Um, but mm. I like a I like a majority of that team. I like Maxi Struess. I like Struess, yeah. I, I I like them all. So I don't think it'd be a, a, any just major see, change. Just quickly, what they've done in regards to Struess, mm. in regards to Yurtsevin, in regards to um, uh, that was Gabe Vincent. Yeah, like yes, all, all these players who have kind of come from obscurity, from nothing, mm. and now getting really quality minutes and, and delivering as well. Uh, it's we wicked forget, to see the heat culture, baby. We forget VO's <laughs> on the team, Victor Allergy. Yeah, Vio. again, yes. big showing from him in times throughout this series. Like, if he's – him and Hero is that sixth, seventh man mm. options. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge having that offensive firepower to come out. Both um, could, in reality, be starters. Just just quickly, on Victor Allergy. I saw it pop up again today. What? What, the singing? Oh, mass, mass singer? No. The guy, how much money he turned down from the Pacers. Like, was it like oh, $120, yeah. $130 million? Yeah, he lost a bag, didn't he? Bet, bet on himself and <laughs> came, came up, up with short. peanuts. So <laughs> I just I just saw it and I was oh. like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Poor you still video. got heaps of money, no worries whatsoever. But just it was a lot of money to Could throw down the Google. Mate, yeah. I'll tell you what, at yeah. least he's not Dennis Schroeder. Well, yeah, 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 lost a bag. Yeah. I tell you what, did you see he's got the Celtics tattoo? 
Does he really? He's actually got a big Celtics tattoo on him getting through to there. So Why? He, Oh, from when he was with the franchise. But but he's not anymore. No, but he's Jeez. got the tattoo, so he's he's rooting for the boys. Yeah, that's like the Bentown boys. Oh, yeah, I was about to say that's that's like getting your you know your love girlfriend's ex, high school yeah. girlfriend's initials tattooed on you. Not sure about that's that one. Big game play. I like it. Good at, yep. Fellas, let's move ahead to the NBA finals. As we said, it is finally here, the moment we've all been waiting for. As basketball fans, this is the most exciting time of the year. It mm. really is Christmas. Game one today, just quickly, I saw Courtside seats going up to 70 grand. Se- 70 what? grand for courtside seats. I thought you were about seats. to say seven grand. And even 70, then I was like, large. 70 USD. Imagine, uh, yeah, I would believe so. USD. So, yeah, even ramp her up a bit oh. more. Just, just quickly, just imagine that. Like, it's like 110K. I, I don't know. I, I think I've almost lost touch with the common man this season, even the NBL <laughs> games. Like a lot of the games we went to, yep. by quite luck, were, you know, for free. Yeah. Due, to, due to some really handy Don't say it, but... connections, but that's that's, <laughs> in there for free. that's how it goes. You do a podcast, you yep. reap the benefits. Um, but imagine, and like I think the most expensive tickets we had courtside were like four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. Mm. Yep. Imagine dropping seventy large, seventy large. But oh. you know, I guess you look on who, who's on the sidelines. Jay Z's on there. Jack Nicholson pulls out of his backside. Yeah, yeah. But, but seventy large. That's the common man probably won't be attending that one courtside. <laughs> I'd be in the bleachers. How much would you be paying for a bleacher seat? You'd be paying like hundreds and hundreds. Oh of yeah, it'd be US. pretty exist. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I'd be wicked to one day go. Yeah, would have been wicked to go to today's game because yes, it would. The yes. Celtics on the road took the win, one twenty to one hundred eight. The Warriors held control earlier this game through the first quarter and a bit of the second. Steph Curry, 21 points oh, in the first quarter, and it kind of looked yeah. like... Ooh, Scary. Ooh, I was you're so You're in for a bad time here. Did yes. you? Oh, yeah, watch that. Yep. watch that first quarter. Yep, yep happened yep. to... Um, happened to catch that one. But, yeah, no, Steph was Steph was on fire, and it was to the point where I was thinking, as good as we are... It looked are like records were going to be broken. It looked like he was going for 60, and it looked like that we were going to... The, the thing is that the Celtics were still in the picture, even with Steph... Going off and as he key. did, and that's that was key. key. If Steph had gone off, hit his you know 20, 20 odd or whatever in the first half, yep. and the Celtics were down by twenty, then you know it's sort of game over for us for that night. Well, it was a funny game because they battled back. They were up by two points at halftime. The Celtics mm. came out a thirty-eight to twenty-four quarter in the third, had mm. the Warriors up by twelve going into the fourth, and then say what, say the point differential for the four. What please. can only be described as an absolute barrage of just of carnage. It was a, a <laughs> carnage was unleashed. The Celtics from three were just unstoppable. Yes, unstoppable. They miss. won the fourth quarter, forty to sixteen. Mm. Forty to sixteen. Forty to sixteen. You are taking the piss. Forty to sixteen on the road. Game one of the NBA Finals. Um, it was just really incredible. Our Horford was the main kind of offensive weapon in this one. Mm, yeah. 26 points. And just quickly, I just want to make sure I get this right here. Yes, please do. Six of eight from three. Yeah. Like, yeah. As, a, as a big man too, it goes oh. underrated that he's a big man, but he gets his shot up just so fast. I think that... And, well, that was the key to the game. So the three-point the three point stroke, that you guys went 21 of 41 from three. So mm. that's at 51% compared to the Warriors, 42%. Yes. And that was where the game was won and lost in that fourth quarter. Yeah, it was like, a fourth quarter game. It was absolutely startling the way this one played out. Row going into that fourth quarter, down 12. Like I, I was – I had it on at work. I was keeping up mm. to date with it. Mm. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I think the Warriors just take care of business. They get game mm. one. Settle the nerves, and it's pretty stock standard. If you're the Celtics, you don't feel too bad about it. You know, feel out game. 
But that was incredible. They just eviscerated that lead in no time and then just and just ran with it. I was and just ran with it I and was, kept on running like yeah. goddamn Forrest Gump. He just <laughs> it didn't, didn't stop. stop. It did not yeah, stop. Yeah. No, and, you know, particularly coming up against the Warriors who are notoriously a good third quarter, fourth quarter team yeah, as yeah. well. Yep. You start to think, okay, you're down by 12 at three-quarter time. Let's just almost put this one in the books. You know, 12 minutes to go, but against a team like the Warriors. I nearly put it in the books, yeah, and that's the worst yeah. thing you can do, you know, pre Emptively yeah. putting it in the books. And, and it's so, you know, you sort of got the feeling that, you know, as this game came to an end or as the third quarter came to an end, it was going to end like most people probably anticipated it would, like in game one, you know, in San Fran. Yeah. You just thought the Warriors might be too good there. But to get game one on the road, God, finals, you just you can't get any better. And it sets the rest of the series up really well now. And you know what it does, really? It gives you a free crack at game two. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I yeah. think in this series, if the Warriors had got both on home, as they're probably expected, I think it, all the pressure is on Boston, and I think it would have been too much. Yes. I think they had to get the split. They did. The fact they got the split in game one, they did get a free crack at it game two, really. They can just go out, play free, whatever. If they lose, who cares? We got the one we needed. Yep. Like, huge. And if they somehow clinch it two zip. Going back to Boston, look out. Look out indeed. Holy shit. You know, one of the good things about this win or, you know, and the thing that I'm not sure you might have been about to touch on is the fact that Jason Tatum was, you know, shot so terribly in this game. 3 of 17, 1 of 5 from 3, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 13 assists. I did a bit on the playmaking side, but in terms of shooting the ball, was putting up bricks. Putting up bricks, but I just like the fact, touching on those 13 assists, like I would have an impact in the game still, even if it's not a matter of sinking the buckets, which is essentially what he gets paid to do. He's still having an impact, and, and you know that's what, you, what you need to do. You know what you love? The, like you look at the Warriors. Steph there had 34 points, five rebounds, five assists. Mm. You know, Wiggins had 20 points. No other player had over 15, mm. or Thompson had 15. Mm. Let's have a look at the Celtics here. I'm just going to rip through this their, their team list. So Tatum had 12. Jalen Brown, 24, mm-hmm. Horford, 26, Marcus Smart, 18, Big Rob had eight, Derek White had 21 as well, and Peyton yeah. Pritchard, eight. So you got it's contributions. It wasn't just the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown show. No. Whereas on the other side, it was really kind of Steph, a little bit of Wiggins, a little bit of Clay, mm. but not much else happened. Mm. Mm. But the fact that you got so many really good, valuable contributions out of a lot of players, is, it really does bode well moving forward that you've got options because my worry was... Mm you know, the lack of offense possibly. And I thought that would be your undoing, but proved to me wrong in this game. You just touch on D white then. Can we just spend a little bit of time <laughs> on old D white? He has stepped up to the plate. Five and of then eight some. from three as well. Five, Five of eight, eight for three. three. Six of 11 from the field, 21 yep. points, three assists. Big. He, he's a guy who, by the looks of it, you want on your team in the big moments because he he's, he's not afraid and he steps up to the plate when needed. Um, particularly when they, these other blokes go off, whether you know Marcus Smart might go oh. off for a rest or or Jalen, yep, he comes on and still keeps the tempo up. And he's and the other thing with him is such he, a big pickup. He, it's a big pickup, and his IQ is through the roof. Like he makes the he makes the right plays and takes the right shots. And, yep, you know you don't want these low IQ players coming off the bench in in big games and you know essentially losing you the game or losing you the lead. You know what would be fun having all the players within the league. Do an IQ test. Just yes, pure, yeah, yeah. just interesting to see how it actually correlates. Like, do you know what I think we should do? Yeah. An all IQ team. Oh, all IQ. Yeah. I don't mind that. I like that too. Ooh. 
I'm just thinking who. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would make up my starting five. Uh, CP, uh, Bron. Yeah, Bron, CP, probably. Oh, oh that's hard. That is a that's a great question. That might be something we have to dive a little bit dive. Oh, Jeez, oh. Nick. There we go. Did I? Oh, I've just completely. We all knew what you meant. Butchered that. We all knew. Dive it. a little bit deeper in the off yes. season on that one. Good, yep. good shout from you. Yep. You know uh, what's scary? What is Th- scary? This is this is Jason Tatum's worst game of the series, and they got up by yeah. twelve. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. that's that's an ominous sign because um, if he starts to click into gear and they get these continued, you know, output from the other players. They were just, like, really using their strengths to their advantage, though. Like, this game, Boston said, we know we're bigger than you. We know we're stronger than you. And they got on top of that. Like you said, Curry had 21 in the first quarter, but then he had 13 for the rest of the game. Clay Thompson had 15. Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole had an absolute stinker, went two of seven. Really shut them down. They, they, the Boston Celtics are so good at switching on defense. Yep. Um. Oh God. I, I. But in saying that, you cannot, you know, count this series over. Oh, within not. this game. So I, I had a. I was, what was the time? It was about ten thirty this morning. A chat with a guy at work. His name's Al. Awesome, awesome guy. He comes in quite often, and we always chat. But we'll have. Big, big conversations about it. And I love having a chat to him. Wasn't he playing game one at Sanford? Oh, well, yeah, I wish he was. No, yeah, Al here was, wanted to play yeah. a barstool to watch it at work on the yes. big TV there. But uh, we were kind of talking about how many games we think it's going to go. And I yeah. said to him, oh, I initially had seven. I'm leaning towards six now. I think mm. Warriors will close it out. He said, oh, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go Warriors in five. Mm. Mm. So let me transition that to this. After seeing this game, the way it played out, Getting that one on the road, have your predictions changed at all? Now, you both said Boston, didn't you? Yeah, Boston we, in seven. Boston in seven was the initial call. Yep. Um, ooh, that one, it almost changes it a little bit, doesn't it? Because, getting, that, getting that one early. Yeah, and you go home and you probably think you're going to take that. Like, I lead well and truly on. Oh, but if stop I was it, to, quit if it. I was that is change, about to blow off, mate. If I was off. to change my call, it would probably be Boston in, in six. Boston. <laughs> Boston in four. Get, get the, the brooms, brooms out, mate. Get the brooms out. Oh. Uh, no, Boston in six. Oh, okay. um, I feel like if it went to seven, even though we won at San Fran, like game seven in San Fran Ooh. against Golden State, don't know how we'd go with that. Yeah. Boston in six, maybe. Oh, look out. All right, Lee. Does I'm this sticking change with my... Um, my what, Boston in seven still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one game doesn't change much for me. No. That's it. Well, that's for me as well. Yeah. Oh. You got to change it. Warriors like, in six. I'm, I'm staying with Warriors, but I'm just thinking, do I transition to seven now? I think yeah. I'll stay Warriors six, but I don't feel as comfortable as I did earlier on. Okay. Right. A couple of quick questions for you, lads. It's only one game, but who is your finals MVP at the moment? I'm still going Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Okay. I, I said that last week, though. No, no well, just based on what you've seen today. Oh, Jalen Brown. Sticking with Brown? Is there, there's no chance Horf, Horf oh, could die. Oh, oh, hey, oh, yeah, absolutely, after I, today. I think I I was about to say Horf, he has a I'm saying, smoky. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, big yeah. L. Basing it on today's game, what he did, especially with Tatum having a stinker, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Horford. And to be honest, it's, uh, I'd almost penciled in. I was doing kind of some bits and pieces looking at this today, and I'd all, almost written in already Steph Curry. And I said him last week, just for the way he started, yeah. yep. um, he would probably be, even in a losing effort, my number two, yep. just for the way he set this series alight. Absolutely, uh, yep. But Horford's mm-hmm. taking the early the early chocolates for me. Who would have thought Horfy? I wonder what, what his odds were. Oh, long. Yes, I would Long, so. long odds. Yep. I would have been Tatum and Curry, ahead by a fair bit. Yep. Brown. Brown, yep. Ahead by a fair bit. 
Probably Wiggins. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Would have but been Horford, very, very low on the and the uh, on the food chain there, yep. but awesome to see. Another question I've got here for you fellas. Now I can ask this today, I can ask it next week. I'll ask it now though. Do you think whichever way this series goes, whichever team loses the, the series, do you think we'll look to break things up? Now let me before you go into it. Mm. So for the Celtics, you know, they've come so close. They haven't been able to get over that hump with Brown mm. and Tatum mm. as the two at the helm. They look to maybe offload one, you know, more responsibility for D. White. Say, let's use Brown as the uh, collateral here. Bring in some other pieces to supplement Tatum and try and run it back with that. For the Warriors, do they think, okay, you know, Dynasty is essentially over. Let's shake it up. Let's, you know, usher in this next wave of young guys. Mm. You know, Clay can go. Curry, you know, you can possibly look at going back to Charlotte there. Look at Lee. Look at Lee. The eyes are bing. Um, but you know, there has been speaking about his ambition to hopefully end his career there. Imagine. Um, but you know, do they do they look to to trigger some things in motion there if they lose? Do either team blow it up if they lose? Do you think? I don't think so. And the only time that I could, the only the only reality I could see that happening would be if like someone if if they went out in like four. Golden State went out yeah, before. Okay. And even if that did happen, I don't think they would. Mm. Yeah. I think both teams, um, you know, have come so close to winning um, mm. this year, it'd be silly to break it up. Yeah. Yeah. For yourself, Look, agreeing I, I, with that, Rogue? 100% in the same boat. I don't see it. Um, I don't see things falling apart for either team over the offseason, despite, you know, whether it's a sweep, lead mm. on, definitely won't be a sweep. But, um, you know, the, the biggest move I could see maybe Golden State making, and I don't even know if they can make this move, to be honest, but like even like a guy like James Wiseman, who's mm. been on the yeah. pine for a lot of this season. Mm. Sorry, but I saw a TikTok of James Wiseman like flexing the Western Conference final. <laughs> oh, why is he? And I was like, you what don't are like you doing? Yeah. You're in your dress attire. You don't like that? I don't like that. He hasn't mm. played the whole season. Come no, on. I, I, I agree. As, yeah. I, as I thought about this, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think maybe more so almost if the Warriors win mm. could be the, the key that, okay, that's kind of, you know, we could run it back, but it kind of spells the end and maybe you look to move on from a, a clay or something. Mm. Um, just, what, just a thought I had. What the Warriors aren't doing and what they won't do is get rid of any of the young pieces no, that no. they have, apart from James Wiseman, I think, yep. who's already shown he can be a little bit injury prone. But there are other young players. Kaminga, Moody, Moody. Poole. Oh, you know, they're, they're in good shape. They're yes, in really good shape. Good shape. It's, it's awesome because we spoke about this at the start of the mm. season. Go back and check that episode out just to, uh, to kind of fact check us here. But we said, you know, they're in a funny phase. Mm. Do they really commit to it, offload these youngsters? Do they go into the rebuild or do they try and kind of have the best of both worlds? And mm. that's what they've done and they've executed it to perfection. Yep. If they, you know, get this right and win this series, you know, they have just pulled off an absolute masterstroke, being able to have mm. their cake and eat it too. Absolutely. Um, so looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Game two is here in Australia on Monday, uh, then game three on Thursday. So we'll be absolutely breaking down games two and three next week. Wow, huge. Oh, huge. Yeah. I love it. NBA finals. It's incredible. Yeah. You know what's sad though, just what? quickly? Yeah. That this is like this this stint of games, this is it. And, and then it's she's it's, done and dusted. It's break season. For so season. Uh, yeah, some some year it's been. It's been a big one. Fellas, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. The season might be ending soon, but the action is not. The news never stops here in the NBA, and we love it for that. Because, well, 
because the draft is coming up very, very shortly in July next month. Um, it's just around the corner now. Sorry, but Ro can't go without glasses. He was going blind. Uh, you've, you've pulled off this episode. What are we, 40 <laughs> minutes into the piece without spectacles on? You feel like you need to read your notes for um, this one? So yeah. the, the goggles are back on? Sorry, I might just need to turn myself off mute. That yeah, might help. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, a few notes. So I might just chuck the old spectacles on so I can see. <laughs> very, looking very ready. astute now, ready to go. Thank you very much. Fellas, the return of Draft Deep Dive. We, we had our first instalment last week, a segment where we're each going to pick a draft prospect and kind of give a bit of a scouting report what we're on the lookout for them in the upcoming draft and where mm. we think they'll uh, fall in the, the pecking order there. As we said, it's a wicked opportunity to kind of take a look at these players who are going to be coming household names very, very quickly. Um, you know, we had our first batch last week. Lee, you had... I had um, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Are you sure? Oh, I thought you were about to oh, forget the number. So oh, I, mean, I, I thought you were in for a real shock. Yeah, yeah, he startled me. I had Jaden Hardy. And I had the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Davis. What a, what a name. Guys, as we said during last week's instalment, be sure to hit us up. Let us know what you think of these of these prospects, whether you think we've hit the nail on the head or where we've gone wrong. Um, let's get into it. Who wants to... I went up? first last week. Someone else go uh, I'll go first Yeah, this that's week. the spirit. Let's don't have the glasses on. Um, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, um, so my my man that I've gone with this week, I said I'd bring out a fun name this week. Don't do it. No, I've gone with Malachi oh. Branham. Malachi. Okay, that's all right. Sorry, Malachi. Malachi. So say that one more time again for us. So his name's Malachi Branham. What a name. It, it is a, a good Malachi. name. Like the, the surname's pretty pretty sort of pedestrian, but the first name. It's a name. Who's, who's the other Malachi in the league? Flynn. 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 Yeah. yeah, good. Yes. Oh, almost right. got me. Yeah. Um so so Malachi is six six um six five shooting guard out of Ohio State. Um, so in his uh, freshman season last year, he had 13.7 points per game, 3.6 rebounds and two assists per game. So from a, I guess from a statistical point of view, nothing to write home about. Yep. But there is so much to look forward to for whoever picks this guy Stand up. On it. For all, from all reports, from all draft experts and analysts, this guy is one of the most reliable scorers in this draft. Um, and not only is he one of the most reliable scorers, he can score in any which way he sees fit. So he's a guy who you'll see throughout when he gets drafted, I'm sure he will get plenty of opportunity, but he's a guy who can go to the rim yep. and finish. He's a really good finisher. Yep. Um, so at the rim, he, he had he was 70% um, yeah. last year, um, but he can also light it up from three, and he shot 41% from beyond the arc last season. So... Um. There's Oof. plenty to look forward to um, for oh, this guy. Forty-one percent. That's forty-one. That, solid. That that is a absolute lighting it up. He's, he's, yeah, it is. Um, and one thing that you're going to notice when this guy's on the court is his length and his wingspan. Mm. So he's got a wingspan of about seven foot, Jeez. which is going to be a problem for opposition guards in the league when he when he's out there. That's a hard matchup. I don't know if you've you know, come up against arms. many people with, you know, huge wingspans, but yeah. they're difficult to they're sort of difficult to match up on. Like the yeah. height thing is one difficult one aspect, in itself, yeah. but the wingspan is another side of things. So um I think that's going to cause a few problems. Um some other interesting notes that I've um read about Malachi is he was the big ten rookie of the year as a freshman with Saint Vince. Um uh, sorry, with Ohio State. Yep. 
Um, he attended St. Vincent Mary. We know the other big name who attended St. Vincent Mary in just prior to 2003, do we? I do. By the name of LeBron, LeBron James. Absolutely. Um, so he became the school's only winner of Ohio's Mr. Basketball Award. The only other guy who won that award was LeBron James. How about that? For, how cool is Mr. Mr. Basketball. Mr. Basketball. <laughs> Imagine having that on your resume. Oh, I'm Mr. Basketball. I'd take that in a heartbeat. What a big dick and a big dick <laughs> name that is, Mr. Basketball. Oh, yeah, lucky man. Oh, yeah. And the other thing here was the fourth all-time leading scorer in St. Vincent Mary history, which goes to show that his scoring output in high school was yeah. absolutely elite, and he's translated that over to his college ball. Yes, he averaged only 13 points, which is sort of modest, but yep. I guess all reports are that he's going to come out and be a legitimate, reliable scoring option. Again, might not be the superstar like that it. some of these guys will be, but he is going to be um, a really promising player and a, I'm really excited to see who picks him up. What range are we yeah, looking that's at? That's what I'm asking. What range? Uh, so, yeah, he's another guy similar to Johnny Davis last week who some people have him at around the eight to nine mark. Some mm -hmm. people have him around the 15 to 16 Feels mark. like it's a year for that, doesn't it? There's, a lot, there's a lot of interchangeable pieces. You yes. Know, the, the top couple look pretty well set in stone, but there's a lot of moving parts from about eight to 20. I think so. Um, I, I really think so. So, yeah, um, yeah keep, an, keep an eye on Malachi because I Malachi. feel like he's going to make an in, instant Brilliant um, to have effect. another Malachi in the league. All, yeah, all we need more Malachis. What, what, you know, if, say my name, Nicholas, you have Nick. Yes. What's the short equivalent for Malachi? What's uh, the kind of the... Mali. Mal, Mal, Mal. Do you go with Mal? Malcolm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Kai. I'm yeah, Kai. You'd use any like letter of What's that his surname? last name? Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, we, we've been referring to him as Malachi this yeah, entire he, he's time. He's a one-name guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Malachi Branham. We're not going to be calling Brands. him. Brands. Uh, Brandsy. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Another Malachi. I'm all for it in the league. Yes. Good pick there. Ro, Lee, do you want to go? I'll go. All right. I was scared, oh, I was scared when Ro said... It's a guy with an exciting name because I'm confident saying this guy has the most exciting name in the whole draft. I know draft. who you're going with. Tai Tai Washington. Ty, Ty. The name alone could put me Give in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. Tai Tai Washington. Um, he's out of Kentucky, 6'3 guard. Counted to be uh, maybe not um, the the number one guard in the draft, but probably top three. He's he's touted to go about 11. Yep. Um, this guy, the thing I love most about this guy is he's bringing the mid-range back. Oh, he oh, he oh, lives oh. in the mid-range. And you don't see... from the mid-range. Look out. <laughs> you don't see many, oh. many um, basketball... Many guards in the NBA shoot from the mid-range. The one that pops to mind is Chris Paul. But other than that, no one really lives there. Mars a Ford. Are we going to call him a Ford? Are we? No. It's I'm a talking about start, small guards. He's 6'3". Mm. This guy pop shoots. It's so pretty from the mid-range because it just sinks in as well. <laughs> Another thing he brings to the table is his float game. Yeah. Um, he's very pretty there, 57% on, on the floaters. He kind of reminds me a bit of Emmanuel Quickly in that aspect. How Sounds he, like you should put him in a dress and take him out to a steak dinner. <laughs> like. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. But no, it, it's a very good-looking floater, and yeah. I love I yeah. love um, any guard that has a good float game. Mm. Playmaking skills aren't something to look past as well. He always keeps his eyes up on transition. Um, yeah. As soon as he gets the ball in transition, he's – Absolutely heaving it to whoever's under the basket. <laughs> Ended up pressuring. <laughs> and he's also got um, some great defensive potential yep. as well. It's probably not, you know, the number one part of his game, but it's mm -hmm. definitely there. 
one thing he does have to work on is his space creation. Um, if he wants to get these mid-range shots up, yeah. he needs to work on creating a bit more yeah. space. And his driving is really not pretty. If we're talking about what is pretty, his driving isn't pretty. Driving's ugly. Um, but that that is he's pretty young, so it just comes with comes with um you know experience mm. and more time. But Ty Ty Washington, he's yeah. You don't really care about anything you've just said. You don't care about his floaters. You don't care about any of it. You just hear for his name, don't you? I'm That's so, what we're about here. I'm so glad things panned out the way they did. I actually writ something up about Ty Ty, but I was thinking <laughs> we're discussing funky names last week. I knew one of you guys would have it. And I had to change Ty it. Ty Ty, there you go. So. Yeah, all right. So what is he? He's a guard, six, yeah. six, five, six, 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 three. Six, three. six, three. Okay. Um, where, and he, where's he expected around the 12, 12 ish? 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, okay. I would say I want him on the Hornets, but like we don't, we're, we're not short in, in guards. Like we, we still haven't played James Buckner that much. I was about to say he's big. He's gone missing, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they're the doing. Yeah. The His time will come, but just with Ty Ty, expect him to be, uh, you know, another guy who potentially might slide. Yes, he's sort of spoken about being around the 11-12 mark, but there's also rumours of him slipping to as late as about the 19 to 20 yeah, mark. Yep. And that's because he didn't attend any of the um, scrimmages, which didn't mm-hmm. go in his favour. Okay, so okay. I think, you know, he might be one guy who... Kind of coast on his name further. a little bit, I think he? he is. I think he is. But um, Just quickly, what do you reckon, Lee? Mm. Backcourt there of the future, Book Knight and Ty Ty. Yeah. Book a T. They've got the name oh, there ready to go. Oh. What do you reckon? Look, yeah. Jeez, we bought if you know, you know, don't you? No, if you know, you know. That sounds made up, Ty Ty Washington. It's too good. It is a good name. It is a good well name. Done well, to I'm looking parents. forward to seeing how that plays out. I tell you what, it's going to be electric getting him on... Um, on 2K there, just saying yes. the name Ty Ty Washington pop up. <laughs> got a few Washingtons in the league now, don't we? Who? Oh, do we? We've got PJ. PJ, yes. I feel like there's more, isn't it? Or maybe not. Yeah, maybe. There's, there, I swear there's one like on Pacers or something. Yeah. But the, hey, I, yeah, yeah I've, no, I've lost it now. No, we'll but nevertheless, I'm looking forward to it. I have heard a bit about him. Mm. Um, and again, just another name that shows this kind of the movement this draft might hold in that that. Eight to twenty range. Let's be honest. Would we be giving him as much attention if his name was Greg Smith? No, I wouldn't. No, no. I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think his draft stocks would be anywhere near as high either. <laughs> uh, Greg no. Smith. Imagine having that name. <laughs> oh. Oh, um, my guy here has got a fun-ish name. Yeah. I think it's fun. I'll be the judge. Um, so guy, funner than Ty Ty Washington. Usman Deng. Oh, like Dengy. A yes. guy who I was, I don't know, yeah. I, was, I was very fortunate to see this year. Um, I actually, didn't see him, I went up to Lonnie, got courtside seats for this one. Um, oh, must be nice. I tell you what, I uh, it looked pretty good in the first half. I don't remember much in the second. I was buckled by that. Point. So, <laughs> he was I, running onto the court. I, I, th- I think he looked pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah, awesome to see him kind of, you know, firsthand. It's kind of one regret I have of last season not seeing LaMelo Ball oh, a couple of seasons ago seeing yeah, LaMelo Ball seeing Josh Giddy in person oh, oh but getting to see Usman Deng there um 19 years old just turned 19 in May so he's one of the younger draft candidates um French as well we love a Frenchman French um he's a small forward six foot nine 185 pounds so he's got a pretty lean frame on him um which I would like to see him add another 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah, I'll mention that shortly. Mm-hmm. Get him to the Macca's drive-through, you reckon? Oh, yeah. A couple of what, – what's uh, – French, what do they call him in a Big Mac in France, Ferro? What's who they call him? Lee? Why just sounds so shaky? Go ahead. Have you guys seen Pulp Fiction? What do they call him? Royale you? with cheese. Royale with cheese, huh? No, no not Pulp as Fiction. You know, saying it. Get some oh, Royals and cheese not. in Chet Holmgren. I tell you, I oh. know oh, that's oh. a might be a cheeseburger. But anyway, um, 
So he's similar to my player from last week, Jaden Hardy. Yes. Uh, he started the season really, really slow. And now what I take into account as well is the fact he's played in a Chrome men's. Mm. This isn't college ball. There's not kids around his own age. There is some big heavy hitters in this league, some big, big boys, like big units. Yes. Um, like so he, he, he's, he's like Delhi. Not like Delhi, oh. like Jarrell Martin. Oh. <laughs> but he, he started the season very slow. So for his season, his season stats, nine points, three rebounds, one assist, 40% from the field and 27% from three. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty ugly. It does. Mm. I, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, I didn't know it was that bad. Mm. But if you break that in half, so you just take into account the last 11 games, excluding the first 11, 14.2 points, four and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, 48.5% from the field and 35.7% from three. Mm, that it, sounds better. Sounds a lot better. It sounds befitting of a guy who's expected to go, you know, reasonably high in the draft. We're looking between the 12 to 20 range, depending on what boards you look at. Yep. But so it just shows, you know, it shows his ability to grow and learn within an organisation. Mm-hmm. His confidence grew, and I, I hope that translates into the NBA here. Yeah. Um, his strengths, he's really good at operating in the pick and roll and saw this firsthand in the game I went to. Mm. He was a real smooth operator there. He's got a really, as we just spoke about with Tai Tai there, Lee, some, some name, he's got a really <laughs> competent floater. Okay. And he's, again, really that. pretty, and it's awesome because he's got almost this three-pronged attack. His ability at the rim is his best attribute. Yep. He attacks Great. the rim and puts it down really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, from the mid range, that floater game is on lock. It is really smooth, and I think going to be what did one you say? of the six nine, six nine, mm. six yes, nine with a float game. With a float game, mm. he's a big, who is this guy? He's a big unit. I'm interested. Mate. He's a bit different. He's good. That's why and we need to lean. get to the NBL power. You love it. He looked really good, and he, you know, started the season slowly, but that outside game as well. He's quite mm. a streaky shooter, but um, he does have that outside stroke as well. Yep. Now he's for a big guy. He's handle and passing a pretty like six nine. He's a pretty big sized human. Mm. His handle and his passing ability are quite tidy. You know, they're not mm. in a string by any means, but he's got a really good hezzy and it mm. enables him to make space for himself and to get these shots off yep. um, or drive to the lane, which which I like. Mm. You know, he moves quite well laterally. Um, and that, yeah, that was something I noticed his like lateral movement on the offensive end with that little hezzy and on the defensive end because he is quite mobile. He's got good size, but with that agility, he's able to guard. Most positions, which is becoming more and more of a kind of a prerequisite within the league, you know, all the changing and switching, being able to guard multiple positions, huge, huge. And he has that in spades. Uh, Weaknesses I've got here. Constructive criticism. Yeah, let's uh, let's say that. Not weaknesses. They are weaknesses. Wow, aren't you Mr. Optimism? Glass half full stuff right there. I like it. He's streaky from three-point range. Like he might have a real cold game and shoot bricks. Next game he might hit three or four or whatever the case may be. So very streaky. His mechanics aren't great. They're they're not horrible, but I'm hoping once he's within an NBA franchise, they can help him iron that out a little bit more and get that consistency happening Mm. again. Mm -hmm. Not a weakness. Yeah, positive criticism. Yes. Constructive criticism. He is very slim. He is a lean, mean fighting machine. With his size, another 10 to 15 pounds, it'll just open up his game a lot more offensively being able to get in that lane and put a little bit of body on, as well on the defensive end. You know, you're coming up against some big boys in the NBA. Mm. Rudy Gobert, you know, Nikola Jokic, you don't Joel want to be uh, getting bodied against mm. those guys weighing a buck 85. No. So hopefully he can add to that in the offseason here, get a bit of poundage on. Um, <laughs> bit, of, bit of poundage on. Oh. But, yeah, so somewhere between 12 to 20 we're looking at for him. Yes. But he is 
got huge potential, especially on that defensive end. I think he'll really flourish. Um, awesome two-way player. Lateral movement is key for him. And I'm keen to see a little uh, a floater off Man. between oh, Tai Tai and Usman Dang. I don't um, mind that. We awesome. might have to get that in the works. And again, it's just awesome seeing another guy progress from the NBL using that as their path pathway mm. to the NBA. Uh, it's wicked to see. So I'm very excited after seeing what he can do firsthand in person down here in the league, that translating to the NBA. Don't know if you agree, Nick. Do you reckon Deng's going to be more of a project player than anything else? I feel like he's a guy who I see with quite big potential, to be perfectly honest. honest. A lot of reports are having him as one of the players with possibly the highest potential. Mm. Not like he's going to be good from the get-go, but his ceiling is really high. 6'9 blokes aren't meant to move like him. No. Um, No. That's the first thing you'll notice. He's... His dexterity and just his agility, as you're Long. mentioning before, yeah. it's it sort of looks strange. Like you you, you don't expect for him to be able to move like that, and I think it's going he to. He looks cause... like he should be clunky, doesn't he? Uh, he and does. Especially he seeing does. Him yeah. In person, like from nearly made you away yeah. from that close, and just seeing the way he moves, like it's very um, it's the same flowy. It's the same with the guy I put up last week, mm. Jabari Smith Jr. He's six ten and moves like a guard. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's becoming more frequent, but we yeah. definitely haven't really seen it before. I had a question. Yeah, yeah mm. please. Would you rather? Do you? Okay, let me word a little. Would you rather? Here we go. Let me word it different. <laughs> do, do you have more faith in someone awfully not underweight, but such a skinny frame going into the league, or too big of a frame? And when I say too big, I mean a bit too big on the on there. I think skinny. Mm, I'd say skinny as well. Yeah. I I feel like most guys coming into the league are quite. Well, then they're certainly not at their peak weight that they will be throughout the course of their career. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys are 18, 19 coming mm-hmm. into the league. Then, Even though they're huge units in terms of height, yeah. then a lot of them don't really have much to them, sort of like, you know, wet I'll, paper bags. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tie it in with myself, like playing sports firsthand. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty slim build. I go to the gym every day and putting on muscles like, God damn, just, it, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love it. I love Getting body on body, like I'll, I'll hit anyone as hard as the next bloke. Like, yeah, I'll go in. So, Bit of an aggressive operator. Um, just speaking for myself, I don't think that's a deterrent yeah. with the okay, side of build. And I think for these blokes, once they're in a system, that it'll be a lot easier for them to put on muscle and just grow that side of their game, as opposed to, you know, I, I, I don't, not many blokes you see now coming into the league overweight. Yeah, with all the scouting and things like that, it's, um, it's not of, necessarily saying he was overweight when he came into no. the league, but. Like Zion Williams, for example, he comes into the league and he's probably at a weight which is equivalent to a most NBA players. Small truck. (laughs) To a small (laughs) big boy. But, you know, we've seen what can happen with that. You know, his weight was only going to go up as he went into the league and, you know, did more... Um, you know, cook meals every day at yeah. practice. Yeah, has a bit more money to his <laughs> like name. Like a steak dinner. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. We love Zion. We do love he's him. Al- he's almost an outlier, though, because of his freakish athleticism. Yes. Like, yeah. guys that size don't move that well. Yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. Tell you what, though, I, I can't wait to see him back I'm in the league him. with this Pelican team. And we have been ripped off mm. so far of mm. the Zion experience because he's meant to be all-time talent. And you see the flashes, but yep. just need to get the big boy on the court. Yes, Couple of step. couple of bags of lettuce into him. He'll be all right. <laughs> he'll, he'll be all right. Oh, um, fellas, I tell you what, who was your pick there, Lee? I tie. Rogue? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Malachi. Malachi Branham? Branham. Branham. Absolutely. Let's, can we just refer to him as Malachi? Malachi, we'll go with that. Malachi. And I had there Usman Deng. Yep. 
Guys, another three prospects who we're incredibly excited about following on off the back of last week's three. We're now starting to build up a bit of a knowledge base of uh, these these next stars coming into the league, all set to unfold next month. We'll probably we'll do this again next week. We've still got some... It's like one of my favourite segments because like you get to actually get some knowledge into the and draft. You get, you're almost like out. these players, we're probably going to follow a little bit more through their I career will, now yeah. next season. Like, you know, these are a player players that we had a vested interest mm, in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we should almost... What we should... Oh, no, because bloody Lee did the number one pick. Oh. I was about to say, we should put him in a hat and, uh, well, kind of, I guess, have a rookie of the year, a little, uh, little bet on it, like, mm. between ourselves. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah, so keen now that Lee's <laughs> nabbed off the number one pick. Let but, me um, just say, I'm I'm very glad that Lee got his scuba gear on this week and dove yeah. a little deeper down yeah, into the yeah. dark blue. Because tell you water what, diving. he just dipped his toe Swimming in last week. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're... Um, I forgot that it was called Deep Dive. I just... Yeah, it was a working name, wasn't it? Oh, it was a working name. It wasn't set in stone, <laughs> no. but uh, yeah. That's what you, we You're, you're out with. here with the big boys now, Lee. Yeah, that's it. Fellas, it has been some week of action from the NBA. A couple of NBL notes there. Basketball mm. is running rampant. The NBA finals are here, and we are loving it. Massive week for us. Massive week for you, my man. How are you feeling? You feeling, you feeling good? You feeling pumped? Putting the lid back on. There you go. Lock it up, big boy. <sighs> Lids well and truly. I do, okay, let me pose this before we wrap up. If mm. you guys take game two in the Bay Area, two zip up on the road, going back to Boston, is the lid coming off? Yeah, there <laughs> it is. It's getting just I'll cracked up. It's getting a little bit yeah, loose. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's going to be some week. Monday mm. game two. Guys, next week we're going to bring all the news from games two and three. Yes. Um. Do draft deep dive once again. It's going to be a lot to break down. I can't wait. I'm so, so pumped. Oh, it's going to be so a big pumped. week. So where's the next game at? Is it at uh, Boston? Yeah, no, no, no. No, San the Bay Area, Bay, mate. Bay again. First, first two, then the second two in uh, in Boston. All right. But, uh, guys. <laughs> Lee doesn't want it to be there. I mean, no. if they take that one in the Bay again. That's a big thing. Oh, look here. Yeah. Turn it down. Guys, as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. Lee, give us the fingers. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You're our LinkedIn man, absolutely. Guys, like, share, subscribe, wherever you listen to the show. We certainly appreciate it. Run those numbers up. We love seeing it. It means the world to us, so keep doing that. Until next week. Oh, I just can't stop smiling. I love the NBA Finals. Guys, till next week, from myself, Lee and Ro. Love you, bye.